0: Is interesting uh this is uh, the four story in an eight part series on generation z or generation Z, whichever way you want to look at it in canada who are they what drives them and how they envision their near future and if you're thinking wait a minute generation z who are they the age range is roughly 13 to 23 so if you've got a teenager at home or someone that's just starting university or in university they are your generation Z and if you are a Gen Xer or a baby boomer and you're thinking oh wait a- I can't understand this This generation is living in a completely different world than we were. Technology, they're completely adapted to. It's innate for them. I don't know how to relate. Then stick around because we're joined right now by our first guest. Her name is Samiko Wilson. She is a student. She's a writer. And she has just completed uh, year one of the journalism program at my alma mater, Ryerson. Welcome to the program.
1: Thanks for having me, Kelly. Thanks for
0: being here. Now, I don't know why. Listen, all of the hosts we're given a uh, a breakdown on on what the category would be. I got the sex and relationship one. I don't
1: <laughs> lucky so, you. Yeah, someone
0: else got like give Kelly the uncomfortable awkward com- conversation with someone she's just meeting now for the first time. So here goes nothing. What what is the biggest misconception about Gen Z and relationships out there?
1: Probably just um people think that we fall short in like the interpersonal communications department. Um, And in some ways that can be true with certain people, but I don't think that it's a lost art, like talking in person, meeting people in person, approaching people. um, It's definitely not as much of a lost art as it's been portrayed to be.
0: Are you just communicating in, uh, you know, are you kind of using multi-mediums to communicate, whereas we just used conversation and maybe, uh, you know, the technology that we took advantage of was a telephone line?
1: The telephone line is... It's not dead. There are just a lot more alternatives if you right. aren't really into that. Like you can slide into the DMs. You can, um, you know, if you're on Tinder, if you're on Grinder, something like that. Um, there are just a lot more different mediums to meet people and get to know people.
0: I have a bunch of friends who, you know, have Generation Zs in their house. And, you know, they say to me, you know, they're just not as social as we used to be. Um, They're just not interested in dating or sex. And I always say, every parent thinks their kid is not having sex. What are you talking about? And I want to know how accurate this is. Is it true that Generation Z, you guys just aren't interested in dating and or sex?
1: Absolutely not. We're literally obsessed with it. (laughs) Obsessed with it.
0: There we go. Some parents just drove off the road. So um, why is it that we have this idea that you're not interested in it?
1: Perhaps because um, it doesn't appear to be as much of a threat because um, all a lot of our communication is happening, like, through a phone. Mm-hmm. So it's not as in-your-face, but it's definitely still a thing.
0: I want to ask you about, you know, the, the conversations that you're having through your phone. Um, how much of a role does technology uh, play in uh, relation to, you know, sexuality? You know, are you guys all training nude photos? I mean, I, that's kind of an odd question to ask someone you just met, but <laughs> you know, on the whole, and you can't speak for the whole, you know, Generation Z, but you know, th- to some of us, I'm a Gen Xer, the idea of passing around a naked photo and having it come back to bite you is, um, it's terrifying. So we just tend not to do it so often, but uh, how, are, is that kind of like a uh, Almost like foreplay is that happening before you actually uh, engage in sexual activity? Are you guys usually vetting each other via nude photos?
1: I wouldn't say it's a vetting method. I feel like that sounds kind of harsh, Um, but it's definitely a thing. Um, And it's an obstacle that like previous generations didn't really have to go through um, in terms of like the photos coming back to bite you. It's probably not the equivalent of like if you sent it like through snail mail, like sent a naked photo in the mail. Right. Um, It's a little more subtle that way, although there are definitely more overt things, especially like if you don't ask for it and someone literally sends you a photo of their naked body. It's a little intense. What do you do then? I don't know. I would probably block the person. Okay. So like, no,
0: thanks. I didn't ask for this.
1: <laughs> exactly. I did
0: not consent to this. You can't send me this. But are, is there is the the pressure very real to exchange nude photos and and what kind of ramifications does that have
1: i personally haven't felt any pressure i think that if someone asks for it and you say no that should be the end of the conversation um and moreover i think that it's something that you should more so like offer to do um which kind of contradicts what i just said in terms of like getting unsolicited naked photos but it's not something that you should feel coerced into doing, especially since there is the risk of it coming back to bite you. Um, it's not something that like I'm comfortable engaging in just because I I don't know. I want to be like a superstar one day and I definitely don't. Or I want to be like mayor of Toronto one day. Okay. And I don't want like those coming back to bite me.
0: John Tory is kind of a bit of a superstar. We've had him in here a couple of <laughs> times. Hey. I wonder if he has any. I, well, I would say John's a very careful man. I'm guessing he doesn't. How important is it, you know, is Instagram when it comes to relationships? Because I'm hearing there's this thing called Instagram official. What is that term?
1: It Well, Instagram official is when you share your significant other on your page. And some people believe that, like, if you aren't being shared on your significant other's page, that they're trying to hide you or that they're trying to look single so that they can, like, still be out on the prowl even though they're with you. So that is something that not all people abide by because some people prefer to be a bit more private. I always thought that I would be that way. But like now that I'm with my boyfriend, he's like all up and through my page. So,
0: And that's of your you are in control of that. Exactly. OK, so you're not sharing any kind of um, password so he can post as well. No way. OK, now the area of consent, you guys are so well versed in the area of consent. Often we will um be talking about uh, a story that is broken where cons- the whole issue surrounds consent it was their consent uh, would you say you have to ask for the consent in this situation boomers gen xers millennials often confused about consent how would you say generation Z is as far as being clear on what is consent honestly as someone
1: who is like on the older side of generation Z consent wasn't really something that we talked about in school. It's not something that my parents touched on. So even though it's more of like a popular topic of discussion now, I don't think that it's as much of a topic of discussion as it should be. I think that we should definitely be focusing more on consent. And our point of view is that like, if someone doesn't want to have sex with you or doesn't consent to having sex with you, then it shouldn't be happening. Otherwise, it's totally wrong.
0: We talked about the fact that, you know, uh, it's a misconception that Generation Z, the age group 13 to 23, aren't dating. They're just not as interested in sex. Apparently, you guys are obsessed with it. Is that what you said? (laughs) I think you said obsessed with it. Um, Is there a greater acceptance of exploring sexuality and sexual uh, or gender fluidity and and sexual fluidity within that that group?
1: There definitely is. I think with my generation, it's absolutely not taboo, whereas... It had been in previous generations, and that's a great thing because people feel more free to be themselves and love who they want to love and be who they want to be. Um, so yeah, that's really opening up a lot of doors for people.
0: So it's not shocking. Uh, I guess if a friend said, "Oh, I met someone and I'm really excited," you're not going to immediately assume that that, that person, if it's uh, you know, a friend that's a female friend, is, uh, is a male. Definitely not. I mean, if
1: I know that that person is straight, then I might. Um, but if I know that that person is exploring or if they're um, on the spectrum, on the LGBT spectrum, then I won't assume that at all.
0: What's uh, what's going on in your world for the, the Pride weekend? Because I know you're at Ryerson and uh, are you getting involved? Are you getting out there? What's happening?
1: Honestly, I don't know. I don't know where to find, like, all of the cool happening. So I probably have to, like, Church look Street. online. Just
0: look, just walk out of Ryerson, walk out of the Quad, turn your head north on Church Street. And that's, like, pretty much the epicenter of where things are going Thank on. Thank you. It's been an interesting conversation. I think uh, hopefully people walk away with uh, a greater idea of who you are. I know it's very quick. It's, it's, uh, it's you know, what can you know about uh, a... A group a generation in about seven minutes well you know I think we've got some entry levels if you want to have a, a conversation with either your teenager or the young adult that's living under your roof but Generation Z isn't interested in dating or sex or so we thought it's part of a uh, eight part series and you can find the fourth story on globalnews.ca I want to say th- thank you very much to uh, Samiko for joining me in studio thanks so much I hope you become a superstar or the next mayor of Toronto we <laughs> come back you. on the Show when that happens. Of course. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna collect that tape. I will use it.